You're listening to the Drumming News Network. The Drumming News Network is a daily news site focusing on the interests of drummers with new product release information, artist updates, and much more. In essence, all things drums, keeping even the busiest of people up to date. DrummingNewsNetwork.com Hello, everybody. This is Paul Rog Rogney of the Drumming News Network. I am talking with Mike Mangini and Sean Crowder about Mike's new book. They work together on creating this amazing third portion of his series of books. Mike, can you please introduce Sean and tell me how you guys started working together and, and about this book? All right. So Sean Crowder over here studied with me at Berkeley and um, during the development of the post rhythm knowledge one and two series which he read and um, during the course of my tenure at Berkeley I developed what would become this the ultimate stickings rhythm knowledge three as well as rhythm knowledge four and five which are to come Sean as a student um, hit me as the person that I would probably tap to co-write it with me because I tend to write novels and I need people around me to dumb it down like Frank Dolan did on the first two books. I would send buckets of of you know information. You go, is is this is this better? Like it's more brief. <laughs> yeah it is. So uh Sean Sean was that that person and he also um was able to really take the stuff in and and um and understand what its purpose was and actually very quickly use it you know and that's uh that that's part of the that's part of the um uh a sign of how powerful and potent the system is and he it's on him tonight to tell his view on that and describe it but so sean co-wrote the book with me he's um intimately aware of this entire system including what's to come because we've already penned the exercises and just have to complete some other steps and uh, i'm sure sean's looking forward to those last steps <laughs> that's right that's right yep well, that's who he is so sean what is your expertise in being able to edit books ah well i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> or edit yeah, me <laughs> that's right um, I mean, it was a learning process because I'm, I'm a musician first and foremost. And I think it, it happened at a good time because I think if, if we had done this much earlier, I, I don't think it would have been as, as dialed in and polished. Um, so I, I just kind of taught myself how to use the software, you know, to put notation, first of all, which I was, you know, doing since I was in high school. And then, uh, you know, later learning how to organize things in, uh, in book software as well. So it's really, it's been a process of teaching myself the same way that I've kind of done with recording software, for example. So, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing was that I had studied with Mike and, you know, was very aware of, of how the systems themselves work and that probably just you know lends itself to you know being able to help mike organize that into a book form are you a teacher yourself a bit uh mostly playing um you know i've got my own band and touring around with that i do teach when i have time but um it's something 
I do when I when I can find a pocket of time. I'll do you know online lessons or sometimes on tour, but uh, mostly playing at the moment. See the system works. It, wor- it absolutely <laughs> works. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out there for sure. I mean, yeah, I can I can definitely say you know firsthand that this this stuff is gold. Um, Mike's systems, as you know, Paul, are you make so much more progress so much more quickly. And Mike is really, really good at finding those next steps to get somebody to the next level. So it absolutely works. Hey, yeah, hey, it works with me. If it's going to work with me, it's going to work with anybody. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. That's right. (laughs) Well, can you please give us a quick outline, Mike, on the first two books and how it relates to the third book? Yeah, the the first two books are, 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 you know, it could be lengthy conversations, but I'll, I'll break it down. The first one is most important because it has to do with the, the cognitive processes, the, the inner game. You know, people have written about the inner game of sports, the inner game of this, and what happens inside. And I, I found that to be the most valuable place to start um, as a teacher because the reason this exists is because I was asked to give drum lessons and I honestly had not done that I didn't you know go to the college for teaching or anything like that and I didn't think I was capable quite frankly so I, I thought well if, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to be responsible for that person I want to know how they work and how I work and like why can I do things other people can't or why can other people do things and I cannot do those things so this book talks about the process uh, from the inside out from your mind through your body into the instrument and then being able to process what's going on and back. It's like a secular thing. So that that's what this is. And it, okay. it gets deep, gets deep, and it also explains, well, what is music notation? How does it work? What's this? How does it work? What is it? It's just a bunch of definitions and proofs and explanations. Uh, and it works for, for sports. It's the same process that happens inside. The second book is what to do. In other words, this is a lot of philosophy and proofs. This one is like, okay, look it. Anything and everything that can be done rhythmically can be broken down into a small amount of systems, and I did that uh, and presented them in this book, Rhythm Knowledge 2. Sorry, I've got to get my colors right. It's the blue one. So in this one, it's five systems. The first system is the most important one, the one that everyone would like to skip, which is the, which is the, the, the clock, the internal clock setting one. It's counting. And... As you get into rhythm knowledge, you realize that's nothing more than keeping track because the word counting has been sort of perverted in a way and maybe used where it shouldn't be and used where it should be. So it gets confusing as, as a word, as a term. Um, but it's, it's, it's basically developing that clock, then developing all the limbs in the body, then de- uh, developing a counting system, which is essentially a way to feel rhythms, which is not quite double, which then goes into um, mixing and matching different amounts of notes in a beat, which then ends with permutations, which are just nothing more than stickings in a way. But I kind of expanded it to uh, apply to all possible limb pairs and all that good stuff. So rhythm knowledge one is the inner game. What are we? How do we work? How does my memory work? How can I retain this information? And basically boil it down to a three-step system. Learn a specific way, record it, 
put it in your memory, and then use it. So learn, record, use kind of summarizes the first book. Uh, the second book is, well, what to do? Here are the systems. And the interesting thing about the second book that leads to the third one is that you can make of yourself what you, or basically who you would like to become as a musician by putting together all the puzzle pieces. You do anything you want, any limb pair, any combination, and any rhythm, whatever it is. This book is birthed from those because it combines them in the following way, and I'll simplify it, and I'm going to have Sean kind of chime in with, with his, mm -hmm. his take on it. But um, the stickings are very simple. Okay, if you were to just look at them as they are and you would uh, to apply lefts and rights to them, because you can use any one of the limb pairs, but if you were to apply lefts and rights, they're very simple to do, which is, which is the right thing. I want it to be simple, but the rest of the book, the thick part of the book is on what to do in the inner game to, to wire up not just a set of limbs with stickings, because anybody can do that. There are tons of books with lefts and rights and stickings, all right? We're not reinventing the wheel here with that. But what happened was I was able to figure out a way to order them to uh, train to train the body to get to the sense of touch, to feel things more quickly without having to count every single note. So th in this book, the explanation on the inner game does this. It says, okay, look it, pick two limbs, Assign left and right if you would like to. But we're going to use the other four limbs right from right out of the gate. Meaning the mind, so the mind is paying attention to where the, the time is, the base time. The voice, because that can go in different places. It can keep track of different things. Um, and the other two limbs. So essentially, it's stickings with, you could use your hands left and right, but you're involving the other four limbs in a, a basic kind of way to start the training process. And it's simple, but if you don't follow the directions, if you don't follow the directions, which is the bulk of the book, you're going to miss out on making the rest of the rhythm knowledge system that is to come. You're going to make it a lot more difficult. Um, and you could make it easy just by following the simple steps in here so it's easy to do but it's methodical uh everything is for a reason and it is the critical link from the first two books to what is to come sean yes it is absolutely the link um so if volume one is how to practice volume two is what to practice volume three is the link between them and as mike said the link to what's to come. And Mike, you also mentioned the order of things is very, very important. And that applies to this book specifically, but also on a grander scale, because I think the order of introducing volume one, the how to practice, that's also very important. I mean, this theme is, is everywhere, right? So how to learn how to practice, then what do I practice now that I know how to practice efficiently and effectively? And then now, Let's take this into sticking territory. So we've talked about rhythm and, um, you know, two note, or sorry, two limb combinations in volume two. Now we get into the four limb and then six limb stuff involving the voice and mind. Okay. So Sean, since you've been through this whole system, can you kind of expand how 
it really outlines an, an actual independent rehearsal uh, with book two specifically. Well, it will allow you to, it's designed to, as Mike said, to get you to feel things immediately and then be able to also play, you know, a, a note grouping of any length, right? But not for the purpose of uh, being clever to play a 13-note pattern. It's just, it happens to be, you know, a way of uh, wiring up the mechanics. So if you can play a phrase of any length, then in theory you can insert an accent anywhere in the measure. So this can all be 4-4, four, four, just simple groove stuff, but you're learning to place an accent or a double stroke in every part of the beat. And so, you know, there's a lot of applications to this book and we could spend quite a while if we wanted yeah. unfolding uh, all, of, all of the different layers, right? Because you can practice the stickings by themselves and just take them at face value and acquire vocabulary that way. Or you can apply it to all these other scenarios where you have an ostinato, let's say, some repeating pattern with two limbs and then with the other two limbs you can wire up uh, you know, freedom essentially is what you're after. Okay. So this this is this is yeah. the path from point A to point B. And the, and the and the thing is, what he's saying is that is that the design of these stickings. First of all, the stickings um, are are organized into four major groups, and they work from twenty all the way down to two, separating evens and odds, which is very sort of book one rhythm knowledge is a reason why they're ordered like this because it, it the order in which you practice them you want to go downhill you don't want to climb uphill you want to go downhill it's easy get in a slide get a slip and slide cover yourself with water and go wee that's a lot more fun that's a lot more fun than climbing up a hill with rocks and slipping and hitting yourself and falling on your face and giving up because the mountain is so daunting why not just go downhill so um these stickings are organized in groups. They are ordered. And not only are they ordered, but they are laid out in steps for this purpose. You can't be in two places at once. And I'm not just talking about advanced polyrhythms and crazy, you know, four limb in the body coordination and all that stuff. It really, this is about maintaining control um, of your facility so you have more brain CPU to be creative. It's about being a musician. And it doesn't even mean about subdividing every pulse into 11 tuplets mm -hmm. and then accenting every, you know, fifth one of those. It just, no, 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 no. I mean, yes, that stuff's going to be easy after, after you do this. But it's not... The, 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 what we're trying to get to it. Our goal is to help people become the musician that they want to be and not have to overthink the actual act of playing the thing correctly that you want to get out from here to there. It could be completely like, quote, out of time with LSS and decelerandos. It could be on the grid. It could be meticulous evenness you're looking for. It could be ostinatos on top of ostinatos. It doesn't matter. Nobody should be concerned with being, quote, a musical moral judge of someone else to decide what they should like or not like, or who they should become or not become, or that it's too many notes or too little notes or too fast or too slow. Nobody should ever do that to each other. We should all be so busy having so much fun that we can't even take it. 
It's a, that's how much fun. And it, it would, Sean and I experienced that. And people that have, you know, taken the system in. So what we're trying to do is take and make something, which it did, stickings, mm-hmm. and make it so you can feel different musical expressions in a way where you can absolutely basically play anything, play any rhythm. Because you can't be in two places at once. you got to maintain your job as a drummer and know where the time is and know what the feel is. But to respond to other musicians while not messing up your job, to be creative while not messing up your job, and to actually have a blast coming up with different ideas and enjoying yourself without messing up your job is what this book does. And it does it quickly, and your chops go through the roof. Uh, Again, Sean mentioned we could do a lot of talking about a lot of applications of this, but I I think the the both of us want to streamline the message and that you know you even as a listener want to know what do i do with this thing what is it what's it for how do i use it and so look basically it's 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 an incredible it's actually it's it's an extraordinary way to get immediately to the sense of touch because if we can't feel something we can't play it right it's just i'm sorry but you know anyone that relies on feel for timing well your balance goes off. You have balance shifts. So it's not just about that. There's a way to manage that if, if uh, so you don't do something you don't intend. But the whole thing about if you can't feel it, you can't play it is true. That's why anybody that doesn't even want to know anything intellectual says, well, I just feel and do this. That's great. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, good for you, but I'm sorry, but I couldn't just feel everything. Mm-hmm. I needed some guidance. And what I found... is a way to isolate, target, and organize absolutely anything and everything you could possibly do rhythmically and put it into a digestible form. And I needed Sean uh, for that. Otherwise, these books would have been like this thick. (laughs) The other interesting thing that Mike mentioned that maybe, Sean, you could speak to a little bit, he hadn't played the drums in a while uh, just because he had been really busy. He got back on the set. He was really dreading about not being able to pick up where he left off, and he picked up. Does this does this system, in your opinion, really work that way? Oh yeah. I mean that that's something I definitely found not only with these exercises, but just Mike's teaching in general. Um, not that I recommend taking a lot of time off of the instrument, but if you do for whatever reason, you find that you come back and you've retained those skills. I mean, the stuff sticks in a real deep way. Yeah, chops. You don't have to. But what I mean, we can all agree, and I think anybody listening can agree. What is worse, as a drummer or any musician, right? What is worse than sitting down at that instrument, dreading practicing because you have to catch up to where you were, and you have to mm-hmm. keep living that Groundhog Day nightmare? It won't happen, and not just out of these three books because there's, there's more than just these. There's, there's some other things, you know, that have to do with pure technique, but they're accounted for here. And that's why it works. That's why that's why I got off tour, did not touch my drums for a whole month um, and was, you know, not worried about it because I had other work to do settling, you know, major areas in my studio facility, redoing them all. And stuff was everywhere, so I couldn't do any teaching that... You know, the stuff for the drums was all torn apart. I had to get both kits. But point being, I was like, 
I'm not worried about it. I want to watch the Bruins game tonight. <laughs> I like, I'll yeah. get to it. And sure enough, I I applied this to my my weak point, which are my my foot chops, and I I've never seen that kind of like get it back and then progress inside of two days and in my whole life. So mm-hmm. anyway, I mean, because this is like been it's kind of out of my thing. I've known about it. But until we organized it, I got back into it more again. I don't know about you, Sean, but once we started mm, yeah. f- finishing books three, four, and five, as far as the exercises, it's like it was a reminder of, oh my gosh, I got to dive into this thing again. Like, oh my gosh, it really, holy crap, this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been using it like crazy, actually, in this break between tours, yeah. wiring up all kinds of patterns and stuff. You know, getting ready for the next album that we're, we're going into the studio for. Um, so it's stuff works and I use it um, to this day. So, yeah. Can you please give an overview? Um, maybe Sean, you can speak to this, uh, the overview of the whole, the whole series and when will we be seeing the additional uh, volumes coming out? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, um, volume one is essentially how to practice. That's the simplest way to put it. Volume two is what to practice with the five core uh, rhythm knowledge um, systems. Volume three is a system in, in and of itself. It is the ultimate stickings. That is a standalone system, but it's big enough that it warranted its own book. It is also the link between all of the books. So there's elements of you know volume one and volume two in there, but... Um, yeah, it is definitely the foundation that you need for like the ultimate, ultimate stuff, which is to come. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just more coordination. So if, if you don't, if you don't set up the communication link in your, in, in your brain for your mind, um, uh, the, the use of, 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 of your voice and the rest of the limbs, uh, it's just the other stuff's going to seem like, why do it as a science project, blah, 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 blah. But it's about coordination. And it's not about craziness. It's about stepping way back to the simplest of grooves as well. It really is because it's about the swing in between the notes. It's about the control. It's just this opens up your mind and gives you such peace and and, and focus when you are playing. That's why whatever music I play in maybe some portions of dream theater, but outside of it and other things that I do, it's just simple. And I find total joy in it because it is as potentially difficult as a crazy fallen thing. They both have their own peculiar difficulties to them. You can't, you can't, like nothing's easy. I don't think anything's easy. I don't think you can just, rest on your laurels uh, because then your job as a drummer and providing time for everybody will compromise that situation you know um, it's, and it's not that easy to have a special kind of a swing I mean how many drummers have an incredibly unique sound and they're just who they are and they're they're the right person for a certain kind of you know music or a group of people so it's really about um, experiencing the full Monty, so to speak, so okay. that your mind is aware of what's going on and it, it's maybe keeping time where your voice, when, I, when we when we use that term voice, what it means is, just let me give you an example. 
to, to just keep it simple. The voice can be used not only to count the notes or every other note, like not quite doubled in book two, but every other, other note or occurrences like this. Let's take a simple triplet. If you have a triplet, jagada, 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 jagada. You know, your mind is there, your voice is there, your limbs are there, they're all in one place. If you take a sticking that is, let's just say, uh, it has uh, 12 notes in it, and you're going to keep track of every other one, or six of them, right? So it's da, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one. And you do the odds, your voice starts to go on the in-between. So let's say if it was 11, <laughs> I know this might sound complicated, <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm trying to demonstrate what's cap what, what the what you can use the voice for so one and one two three four five six one two three four five six one two three four five six one so we're going one and two and three and four and five and six one but as you can tell right now when i say that you're in 11. Like your mind is in 11. Your voice is in 11. Your body's in 11. 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6. 1. The 1 is right there and you're feeling every other one. But if the if the feel of the music is a different time base, like a triplet, you use your voice to keep track of where you are with the pattern without losing the time because your, your mind um, is your internal clock, in other words is the time and eventually I'm going to skip way to the end game here right now at the end of the day this these stickings can become your internal clock they can be a way of keeping time without counting everything like that for example um, if some of the stickings which have double strokes go like this like uh, if you do, let's, let's take a simple paradiddle and just do doubles after it which is very well known people do that okay paradiddle and doubles you can just you don't have to count all the numbers of the beats you can just count the opposite doubles if you want like paradiddle one two one two so paradiddle one two you understand if i counting do doubles, double strokes paradiddle uh, two paradiddle one two one two so you're not counting However many notes are in the pattern, you're just counting the doubles. In other words, these stickings help you keep track. They help you feel. So the counting reduces. So the more advanced you get with the stickings, the less counting you do, mm, the less thinking right. you do. And I know that was a long-winded uh, way of saying it. but Yeah, well, I, I think what you're alluding to, Mike, is the um, you get to a certain point where the voice and the mind split off. In other words, we're used to counting and always hearing our count as the time signature that we're feeling, right? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, one. There's, that's one. Like we've, we've all agreed, or at least you've decided in your mind that this is one, and so therefore that's where it is. Now, what happens when you're in 4-4 four, four, and you're going to play a five-note pattern? Now, if I am feeling... One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. But counting, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Now we have a split, which is kind of a 
a big moment for for somebody as a practicing musician is we're not usually thinking about counting uh, something that's different than the internal bass time that we're hearing. And we're using the, the term bass time to mean just a generic uh, time signature or subdivision. It's like, what are you feeling? What is the pulse you're feeling? Is it, if you're feeling groups of five, you can call it 516 or quintuplets. At a certain point, it doesn't really matter. That's just a matter of like how you decide to notate it. But you can feel this as as quintuplets or in 516, right? So that's what we mean by bass time. You choose your, your bass, whether you're in a subdivision of five notes or four notes or, that or whatever. That goes in the pulse. Yes. That goes in the pulse. Yeah, earlier, I mean, in, in the late 80s, when I developed these terms, or I applied these terms to what would become rhythm knowledge, I had to figure out a way while teaching to, to be consistent with my language. So I had to be consistent with my language, and I found that bass time was a good way to describe what was inside of a beat. So you have a, a pulse or a beat, you have notes inside of them, and that's and that's that's how we use the term, which comes into play in the book at the at the at, at the at the end to to suggest or sort of to suggest that you start to wire up the other limbs. Um, so you so you're actually feeling the bass time while you are forced to use your voice to keep track of the pattern. And that's that's how this works. You know what was really cool a little bit earlier? We actually saw how you guys edit. <laughs> when we worked together, Mike going to the big, big speech and you edited it down just to a few phrases. This is awesome. We got the experience. So, <laughs> no. huh. Oh, yeah. No, that be, but that's, yeah, but duh, that's correct. Mean... Yeah, you, that's 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 uh Sean is doing what, what, what Frank did and enjoyed doing. And it's like, you can see the joy and fun. It's like, uh -huh. um, I have to express everything with no stone left unturned. And when I'm, when I'm able to just express it and do it, it's, it's sort of a way to get it out so I can see it. And eventually I can organize and get it all straight. But to have somebody immediately there just... To quicken the process is 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 really really amazing and helpful because we understand what the goal is, we understand how it works, and all that good stuff. So you seeing it, that's the real deal. That 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 absolutely. is absolutely the real deal. You know, um, so so there we go. We're uh, we're at the point where hopefully we've communicated that rhythm knowledge volume one is this inner game. How, how how things work, which is based on, well, what are we, you know? How, how, how do we work? Book two being, well, okay, here are five systems to boil everything down. Just wire up these basic, what, modules? I guess modules of a musician that apply to all musicians. This is not just for drummers. I mean, yeah. however many other musicians that I have taught in my lifetime, especially at Berkeley, guitarists came to me, wind instrument players so string instrument players and wind instrument players came to me and i'm glad that i remembered to say that because here's something interesting there could be a saxophone player that eventually catches wind of this particular interview or something or this this system and from the get-go they probably could say 
um, excuse me, this this voice you're talking about, I'm sorry, but my mouth is on a reed and it's really busy, so I'm not going to be <laughs> counting all this stuff while I'm playing my instrument. And I, well, I had that said to me. Um, and it was, it was a great experience because, you know, I'm smiling like this and I'm teaching uh, this saxophone player what the system's all about. And um, I said, look, at this is something that you train with no instrument you can do as a human being. That's, that's what makes it applicable to non-musicians, which I'm reaching more of now that once they start to feel the, 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 the on and the off of a beat, they're enjoying music more because they're not getting confused when the beat flips up to the up, which that's why pop music is pop music. The, it doesn't flip to the in-between. <laughs> it's as simple as it gets, right? I mean, Sean, I think I got that one pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. The music goes in between or it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's not easy to process that if you don't sort of expose yourself to it and train yourself. Uh, to give yourself time to get used to it. And we'll use that phrase a lot, getting used to things. But um, the saxophone player is like, what am I supposed to do? Is it, you do you, we're going to do this now. Right now, we're just going to do it. And what I did, I said, okay, we're going to count these things together right now. You're going to use your hands and tap. You use your fingers on, off, on, off, on, off. These, these two, these two, these two, these two. So I trained him with all 12 combinations. And he's like, oh my gosh, like that, these are my weak ones. I'm like, well, not for long. Not for mm. long. They won't be as weak. They're always. You'll always have your strength. You'll always have that. You're a righty. You'll always be a righty. You know. You'll always have that. But um, you're gonna close the gap quickly. And then the next step was okay. We'll do an experiment now. Um, here we go. The experiment. It's like count, say the numbers, and then hear. Use your imagination to hear your voice in your mind. Counting, because you're, you're, you're busy. A vocalist is busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy talking shop while I'm on stage playing. I'm like, oh, who, who, who has time to speak out these numbers, you know? Um, but if you listen to this sound of the drumstick, drumsticks hitting each other, and I hit, you know, so many hits, and then I stop... We'll all be able to use our imaginations to continue hearing the drumstick sound in pitch and in time. Let's do it. Okay. And you'll hear your voice that way. So it's like, I want to make sure my input level doesn't uh, freak out over here. <laughs> so. I hear it. I hear voices. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hear drumsticks. <laughs> I hear drumsticks. I hear voices in my head. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. So yeah. no, they're not. I hear drumsticks. I hear clicks. So you can use your imagination, uh, and but you, but you but but you have to have something tangible to recall, mm -hmm. and so going through the the exercises, counting for any and all people is an absolutely vital step. And I try to make it fun. I mean, um, in the lessons, you know, I, I've always tried to have a have, have people be really comfortable and have a laugh yeah. and understand what they're doing and give perspective and then coach people through things. And it works, it works very quickly. You know, it, it's, it's coaching's, coaching's fun. Well, just one quick note on what Mike just said is, you know, the whole reason to use the voice is as a means 
to training the mind. So the voice is a link to that imaginary voice or imaginary metronome. Now, what's the application of that? The application is when you're playing a groove or a song, you can imagine the sound of a metronome in your head or your, your own voice counting. And that is one of the most reliable ways to play with solid time. So, you, like Mike said, you can't imagine something without having seen or heard or felt it before. So that, you have to go through the process of counting first. So counting, I think, a lot of times gets conflated with um, people think, oh, I don't, I don't need to count because I, I understand the rhythm. Like counting is a means of like understanding an odd time signature. Like, okay, yes, on one level, but really what we're talking about here is having that physical connection between the limbs, your voice, and ultimately the mind. Yeah, and and the other thing is that counting is a is, is a word that's that has unfortunately been perverted to mean things maybe it shouldn't mean. I mean, I would rather use the term almost keeping track, right? And, and we do, okay, but counting does suffice. It's just that it can apply to different things. Let me let me let me talk about. It's not always counting numbers and counting all the beats and counting the signature. That's just it's some training to do. You know, it turns people off. I, I We all get that. We all know that. But I, in my mind, when I'm on stage with Dream Theater, I hear my voice saying one or first chorus. Oh, here comes the second chorus. And I'm not sitting there in front of people going, here comes the second chorus to a view from the top of the world. Okay, I'm going to move my right hand now. It's I'm just thinking the second chorus. Okay, now I know I have to do this other bit that's not after the first chorus, nor is it after the third chorus. It's only after the second chorus. I'm, oh, second chorus. And you hear your voice in your head. It's a matter of keeping track. So with this example here from book two, this is, this is amazing. It's because shape, shape is the crux of everything in the system. We can get on that topic in a minute, and I don't want that to get too long because it's deeply philosophical. But look at that's song form, the shape of a song form. So if you look at that, let's focus on the letter B. Focus on the letter mm-hmm. B. So we have A happening three times, B happening once, A happening twice, B happening once. Now C, the chorus, let's just say, that happens uh, two. Let's say each one of those blocks is eight bars. So then the A follows, we'll call that the verse. And it's like two chunks of four, so or two chunks of eight, whatever. So you got 16 bars. Now you get three Bs. Take a look at this for a second. You got a, 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 the B occurrence happens once. The next time the B happens, it's once. The, the next time the B happens, it's three times. So this whole voice thing is a matter of, oh, I'm on, I'm on the second B section. It's only one of these. And I think that while I'm playing, oh, it's only one of them. Don't, you know, don't extend it. It's not ready, you know, ready yet. Go through the different parts. It's like the third, here's the third time. Now I've got three Bs in a row and I get to repeat this thing. And so we're keeping track of occurrences, counting each and every single note. Of course, it's a bog down. Of course, here we are talking about it as if preaching it as the thing to do, which is, but what we mean is, we're trying to reduce it, but we're not trying to ignore it because it's part mm-hmm. of what we are and it's part of how things work. You know, if somebody's okay with not counting a darn thing, well, I can say, you know, I get it. 
if a, 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 a mother bird goes to its nest, it knows four eggs versus three eggs. It knows if an egg is missing. Mm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not sitting there saying, I have three eggs now instead of four. You know what I mean? It doesn't say those words. What if it speaks Italian? Hey, right. I got three. Oh, these are quattro. I don't, you know, or Spanish. It's not like <laughs> these languages. It there are current languages a way to represent occurrences. So counting. That's why it can be used in different ways, and sometimes inappropriately. And what I don't like about um, its perversion is it's it it makes people feel badly. It makes people afraid of it. It makes people misunderstand and misinterpret it. As, as I said earlier, this stuff is about hope. It's about hope. It's 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 about you know um, uh, being able to learn things you didn't know, being able to play things you couldn't play, you know, being able to find joy in things you did not find joy in before, styles of music that you shunned, but maybe shouldn't have, and you can like and not like it, but. When you get to the point of criticizing and being the moral judge of someone else, that's just that's oh that's that's a foul, that's a foul to say something doesn't groove. It doesn't groove to you. It doesn't groove to you, but it grooves to someone else that understands the groove. Because what is a groove? A groove isn't always, you know, uh, maybe let's call it four four with a little bit of a swing to it, which of course feels wonderful and is musical to most people. I can sit here and make, you know, have a ball being a goofball. You know, but there's a, there's a joy. There's a feel to it. This. That's not going to translate, okay? I don't think most people are going to go, man, dude, that was like, that was wicked groovy, man. It was wicked groovy to those that understand the breakdown if I was to explain what I just sang. Then it's like, oh, I, oh, I want to learn that. That's Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it, I mean, it all comes back to, to feel and, and simplifying things. For as complex as you can make it, because you can make it as hard as you want, for for all that, it is extremely simple. It's easy for anybody to learn, and it applies to everybody. You know, whatever your path is, and that's the beauty of it, is you can choose the musician you want to be. And that's, you know, one, one thing that I massively appreciate about you, Mike, is that you never forced me or the, any other student down a particular path. It was always, Sean, what do you want to learn today? And then let's let's see where that goes you know so so many teachers have an agenda they have a a curriculum a, a, a syllabus and you know these are the songs you need to to learn um but with mike it was just i i didn't want somebody to tell me what to play i already had all these i was overwhelmed with exciting possibilities notebooks full of things i would love to be able to play i just needed help getting there so rhythm knowledge has given me the path from point a to point B in a clear step-by-step, -step, do this, do that. Here's why it works. Go put in the time. So on your yeah. YouTube video, uh, you have a video called Drum Solo. It's a very cool drum solo about discovery. How do you feel this system applies to that approach 
to uh, that solo on your playing? What it has done for me is opened up possibilities. You know, it's, it's offered me hope, as Mike has mentioned, you know, hope that one, I can learn to understand something and two, I can actually learn how to play it. And I mean, that's like the, the greatest gift of all is being able to know that you can achieve something if you have the right tools and the right roadmap to get there. So for me, it's, it's opened up possibilities. It's uh, opened up all kinds of wacky rhythmic stuff too that's just fun. Um, and it's given me hope. So, uh, Mike, you know, accompanying these books, uh, and we're, we're kind of getting long here again, I, I just wanted to touch right. upon some of your other resources you have offered to people, <clears throat> your Vimeo channel specifically, and how does Vimeo oh, yeah. channel work with these books? It, it contains the clockwise, counterclockwise limb system and the not-quite-double-counting system for pattern recognition, but the key to Vimeo is that both courses are step-by-step. Step. They are so simple, and they're an hour apiece. They're, they're easy to comprehend. I am coaching every step of the way on what to see, what to hear, and what to feel, and what to think. Every step of the way. You cannot possibly mess it up. But I recorded four hours of play-alongs for the clockwise counterclockwise system and nine hours of practice with me. So it's like I'm in the room with you going through different tempo levels with everybody. And it's nice to have company. So it's what it is. It's like the, the two main rhythm knowledge systems, the most important ones, the body and the pattern recognition and the voice counting um, and coaching. The coaching is so important. That's what's different about my Vimeo and my lessons is you get coached through and there's, I don't talk at all. Get Believe that? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I'm just, no, Dope, the play along just 60 BPM, clockwise, counterclockwise, go. And I'm just you're pl practicing with me. It's panned. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, actually. To be honest with you, I, I, it helps me. Hey, look it. With all the stuff in these books, I spent a bit of money paying for books that really would have taken me 300 years to figure out what that person Then I'm not talking about a drum book. I'm talking about field of cognitive science or in philosophy or in physics or in math because that all of that stuff is involved here, but it's not, you can't tell. It helped, it helped me formulate it, but I, I didn't reflect that except you can get a hint of that, that, that stuff. It's <laughs> like all of a sudden there are 256 permutations with eight beats with two voices. And then the next page, I make something called an array, which is not that difficult a thing. And I use matrices and things, which is math. And that starts to like wig people out. So it's like, I, I actually removed the matrices from, uh, from book one and those will resurface later. This kind of conversation, things can start to sound complex here and there using words people aren't familiar with or used to. But you boiled it down. It's simple stuff when it's just one-on-one -on -one or you're in the group classes. It's like, look, it's step-by-step. Step. The Vimeo is coaching. Sean is one of uh, many people that are living proof of uh, actually how far you can go with this. Um, and Mike, too. I mean, you're, you're also living proof, you know, yeah. that this stuff works. I mean, this is, this is not stuff that you're, you know, inventing and then just 
sitting on a on a shelf you're using it every day so yeah when you said that it made me think of your video of the alien you know and you, and you did some classes of it i love how it sometimes you do something you're like i can't believe i just did that you know and it's like your your excitement of discovery of trying new things is is, is really contagious and uh um, yeah. i don't know i just thanks a lot it's just you know i don't get a lot of good drum hangs and i really enjoy that so uh thank you for doing that. great Great. Awesome. I thought you were going to uh, call me Elf on the Shelf for a minute. I didn't know where you were going. It shows you how busy my mind is. I'm like, where's it going to go? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm starting to get ready for a comeback. You know? <laughs> well, I have to learn how to defend myself because everyone around me rips me all the time, which is very healthy. To, it's very, very healthy that people kind of humble you and I go, hey, hey, you know, you zing, 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 zing. All right. So you get used to thinking that way. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just to boil this down to, I guess, some um, common, common applications, common terms. Auditions are something that are difficult. And, you know, you both know, especially Sean, you know my whole history of those, uh, you know, competing oh, yeah. school, jazz, classical, all the bands I've auditioned for, positions, all that stuff. Essentially, in an audition, the app, this stuff helps me be able to execute things so more of my mind is available to respond to people so i'm responsive i'm i'm careful um i'm i have more of that brain juice to kind of look at people's body motions and just open up a whole you know a whole world it's almost like uh, seeing the world more vivid you know um and and th that training by putting all the quote mechanics in the boxes that they go, just let them be what they are. I don't worry about them. They're in there. They're done. You don't have to think, overthink it. It allows for, for um, um, what I was, I guess, where I started this whole thing, which was rhythm knowledge volume one. It's about the cycle. You're 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 inputting some information. You process it. You have your own thoughts and everything, and then you spit it out through your body. You play it, and then you evaluate it, and you're listening, and the whole cycle just keeps going. And if your mind is in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's when the short circuits happen. Happen. So I guess this system's about <laughs> avoiding short circuiting. You know, it's just like getting your thoughts in the right place for stuff like that. Just an audition. You know, right? Think, thinking the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's I should. Go ahead. I should probably apply it to interviews. Why, well, you know? But. <laughs> this has been an awesome drumming, so I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, no, I was going to say uh, before we get going here, is there anything that either of you would like to add um, about anything else you're up to about the book that we haven't covered yet? Sean, I think yeah, go grab the book. Um, that's the main one. You know, I, I would emphasize what we've touched on a little bit, which is that, you know, this is for, for anybody and everybody. You know, it's for the advanced people that want to take it really far, but it's also for beginners that, you know, um, I was telling Mike earlier today, I'm, I'm learning to play lefty with, not fully lefty, but with my feet. I'm, I'm working on some basic grooves with a hi-hat on my right side, kick with the left. And I, just think I've got the the stickings here. Let me just go through that, and it's working unbelievably well. So, even if you're just wiring up the basic patterns to play a groove, like 
talk about ostinatos. What about just, you know, simple stuff. That's applicable and that's stuff you can use in your work as a musician or just, you know, playing with your, your band or whatever it might be. So point being, you know, this stuff is so applicable to any situation because it's the fundamentals. And, you know, I think Mike does a really good job of getting to the core of things and, and organizing systems in a way that just work. So, yeah, I, I, I go off of natural laws and order, you know, I, I'm, I'm, the chaos doesn't work. <laughs> I needed it ordered. <laughs> it's like, Bat, go there, do this, 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 this. Hey, look at this computer wouldn't work the way it, 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 it works if it was if things weren't ordered inside of it. You know, things weren't functionally sound. It's just there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. Computers weren't in existence at one point. Well, yeah, I guess approaching music in this way is definitely wasn't in existence before it, you know, not in a collective way like this. Definitely not. Um, so it's just an advancement. That's all. But at the end of the day, it's an advancement to make things simple. I, you know, I don't have to understand all the guts of this laptop and how it's working. I buy it, I press the buttons and go, okay, well, I'm going to pay the money for the privilege of using it or whatever. So with this, <laughs> you're paying the money, right? And it's not that much. And you sit down and you get all wired up just unbelievably quickly. And in a way that's like Sean playing a basic ostinato. Well, it's like the stickings help him feel all the possibilities without being bogged down counting every single note. And I'm sure you played all the numbers from 20 down to 2, all the yeah, evens and all right, the odds. Right. So he covered everything. Exactly. So what, what can't he play when he's finished with that? Not, there's nothing, right. there's there's nothing, nothing left, out there. really. Yeah. So we can just... Uh, that, that's it. I'm going to just keep going. So you better cut me off, Paul. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for, for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure, Sean. Getting to know you has been really cool. Um, I just want to turn people on to a couple of your videos. First, as we talked about the drum solo. But secondly, dude, the 22-inch hi-hats. I, I just I got to ask <laughs> you about that's, that. How do you like that? Right. How did it work? Oh, I, I love big hi-hats. And surprisingly, I have the little ones. I got These are only 14s. I like 16s. But I do. These are 18s, so I guess, I guess they're pretty big. But I don't know. You know that that video is just fun. I don't know. That that I didn't overthink. Didn't overthink it. It just. It was fun. It was fun, but something I never thought uh, of. The biggest hi hats I ever heard of was Steve Jordan, and he got a pair of I think 19 inch hi hats. <clears throat> I thought, yeah. How could he control that? But they actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. No, it sounds great. I mean, what when I toured with Vi. Uh, in the Asian territories, I had to completely dumb the kit down. I couldn't carry a ride cymbal, so I set up 18-inch hi-hats on one of my remotes, and it, the remote had a hard time with it. But it's like I could use it as a cymbal belt, and I actually kind of really, 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 really enjoyed it, but then mm -hmm. ditched it because I was able to you know, get 100,000 other cymbals around me. So uh, Sean doing that, too, is it's fun, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And sometimes it gets you out of your comfort zone or it just makes you play differently to set the kit up in different ways. And I know you do that, Mike. I mean, you've talked about on just on different recording sessions, you Every know, you'll set up. Yeah, right. And I'm, I mean, what, what does that do for you? It, it makes you play. I don't know 
it just it just makes people think I'm a lunatic. That's all. <laughs> so I, I don't know why I do this crazy things. I, I change the drum kit on every tour. I'm always putting stuff where it's not supposed to go. But it's like, you know, it's the beauty of being at peace with yourself and moving forward and not worrying about who's trying to question you or pull you back or tap you in the shoulder about how many notes you play, how many drums you have set up, the color of your drums, the blah, 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 blah. That's just like, I, I, that's why that shows kind of not attacks, but those words, it just never really bothered me that much because I'm just too busy going forward and it's fun. So you set up a weird set of hi-hats. You know what? It doesn't work, so you try something else. Um, I switch the stuff up. Um, I don't know. It just it it just it it sharpens my focus a little bit. It does. But I mm -hmm. am mm -hmm. excited to go. Hopefully, like back to the you know, the bigger kit, which is what I used on my solo album, uh, mm -hmm. which will be soon. Uh, oh, let's finish. But you know, for everyone to hear, it's gonna. Who knows how long that's gonna be? But anyway, point being, it. I don't know, Sean. You know. Um, I get bored or I just refocus or sometimes I just have an idea it's mm -hmm. just like well I would like to have a bell sound here or or a ride that's a little with a little more attack but I can't fit it so I want a thick piece of metal and I run and I put it over here mm -hmm. I don't know yeah I'm, al I'm always evolving always For evolving. sure. That's, well, it. that's the way to do it it's fun guys thank you so much this is a blast you're welcome yeah. buy yeah, the book thanks, Paul. Rhythm Another Knowledge, book. Part 3, Mike Mangini. Don't be left behind. Subscribe today. This has been a production of the Drumming News Network. All rights reserved. All media is owned by the respective parties. This episode cannot be distributed or copied in any form. Please visit DrummingNewsNetwork.com daily to keep up on all the latest drumming news. Copyright 2022.